there's no DM or table that's going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't be bringing a light cleric in here, right? Right. Please stop doing all that fire damage and then also <laughs> radiate if we need it. Thank you. Please stop lifting the mood. Live for the Mundangerous Hidden Temple in New York City, I'm your host, Shane. And I'm your host, Ishan. And welcome to episode 354 of Total Party Throw, a podcast for game masters and players where we discuss our campaigns in order to inspire yours. In this episode, we are running through all of the 5th edition D&D cleric subclasses. But first, the party makes a clear choice in the Gates of Morning campaign. And later, the Temple Raider of Oladamara uncovers your sacred relics and steals them in the Character Creation Forge. Uh, for a museum, obviously. Oh, uh, no. A private museum. Please. The, uh, in my uh, house. No. Uh, uh, Indiana Jones was many things. A cleric was not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was his dad. That, that was Maybe, Sean yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not here to talk about Indiana Jones. No, of course not. Uh, well, I mean, Indiana Jones is training religion. Oh, no, you're right. But you have to be if you're going to go uncovering Mm -hmm. stuff, right? Didn't want to be, but here he is in the deserts of Egypt. You know who was trained in the wrong religion? Nazis. (laughs) 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 They were too busy chasing Norse gods and not paying attention to the Ten Commandments or whatever the stupid puzzles were. (laughs) Not paying attention to the fact that you're supposed to close your eyes. Yeah. You're supposed to close your eyes. (laughs) Bunch of <laughs> bunch of biblical ass puzzles. <laughs> Got them. All right. Speaking of puzzles, look. For once this week, Shane, I don't want to talk about where I am in my Baldur's Gate three playthrough. Is that because you have not advanced your Baldur's Gate three playthrough, or because you're at a pivotal moment, you don't know which way it's going to break? I have advanced it. However, I did have to go back to Act one. <laughs> So I realized I forgot to finish Grimforge. I forgot to go to the Adamantium, the Adamantian Forge. Because, oh. like, the, the game's easy enough. I don't need gear, you know? Yeah, but I think you do have to finish that quest for reasons, don't you? Uh, Yeah, I think probably. But, yeah, so I went I went back and did it. But while I was in Grimforge, I know you like Grimforge, right? Like, the characterization of the Underdark in general. Mm-hmm. I, I had this, like, realization that, it was it was giving me an experience that I haven't had in uh, another video game, and it, and I think I, I want to call out a sort of a nice bit of like writing and game design. So we've talked before uh, previously about like lines and veils, you know, like um, lines are things that you don't want to encounter in a game, like you refuse to, and veils are things where you know just sort of like bringing the curtain down over them that I want them to happen off screen, you know. Um, and we you know we go through yours and mine uh, when we do our actual plays. And if you know if any of you want to like go through ours, you can go listen to you know the first episode of any of our APs, and you'll hear them. But I've you know sort of talked at length that like one of mine is slavery, right? And like, look, the Forgotten Realms sucks, <laughs> and, and one of the like crappy things about Baldur's Gate three and the Dungeons and Dragons movie is you have to engage with the Forgotten Realms and all the misogyny and racism and, and casual chattel slavery. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I'd prefer not to have it in my games at all. Um, or if it like has to exist in the setting, like Star Wars or whatever, then, you know, it's a small part of the setting or we're heavily engaging with it and killing 
flavors, right? Now, that is a thing that you can do as part of like your role play choice when you are playing a game, either, you know, a CR, a computer role playing game or a tabletop. When you're confronted with like, oh, look, it's, you know, the hobgoblins and they're, you know, taking slaves. You can be, you can always make the choice to be like, oh, well, we killed them, right? What do you do with slavers? You kill them, obviously. But there was this really nice moment in Grimforge, and no spoilers here, because like it's a Dwergar city. Dwergar and the Forgotten Realms are slavers. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. There's this nice little little bit where like the moment you like get off the boat in Grimforge, you talk to these two Dwergar guards, and they're like, basically, haha, we're slavers. And normally in a game, you can be like, all right, I'm gonna make a role-playing choice, and you know, I can ignore this or I can murder them. But I I was sort of shocked and like amazed that one of the written options that you can select for your response is you're a slaver i hate you i'm going to kill you <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you know they laugh it off and then the next option is you can just attack them you can attack them not not oh i'm making an in-game role-playing choice me as a player right like you make lots of those that don't necessarily like show up in the text but this was like a canonical choice that your character can make to be like no i don't stand for this what? No, yeah, this is ridiculous. It, I murdered you. Initiates combat immediately, right? Right, yeah. Uh, I believe that choice also does not uh, trigger aggro from, like, the the main faction in Grimforge. So this is the game design choice that I, that I wanted to bring up. So, again, no spoilers, but when you're in the goblin camp, you can attack anybody that you want, right? And you can be like, oh, wow, you're doing cannibal stuff, and that's awful, and I'm going to kill you. And that mm-hmm. draws the ire of everybody in the camp. Every single person in the camp starts to kill you, and that's really hard fight. But in in Grimforge, yeah, you can be like, "No, I don't like slavers. I kill you," and nobody else cares. Like yeah. it's it's a choice you can make, and it doesn't ruin your game. Yeah. In in like a way that that it's so rare to see, even a, even a tabletop. Like this is one of those instances where I'm just like. Throw verisimilitude out the window. Yeah, okay. Like we live in a society and it's the system and blah blah blah. But if you have players be like, "Oh no, I don't like slavers. I kill the slavers." Cool. <laughs> Good character choice, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was excited yeah. about that because <laughs> I didn't even know that it wouldn't draw aggro. Right? I was just like, you know what? No, I'm making a character choice, and like, if I gotta fight the whole city, I gotta fight the whole city. Let's see what happens. <laughs> well, spoiler and it was you, cool. get to, you get to fight the whole city anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean one by one, right? <laughs> and also maybe it's just, oh, these are Dwergar. They don't care about their friends. They don't have friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh if you fall behind, you're left behind with, with Dwergar. <laughs> anyway, so that's my that's my Baldur's uh gate three moment. So uh Boo for including Forgotten Realms and Chattel Slavery. Yay for letting you do something about it. <laughs> Some one very, very small thing. Right, yes. <laughs> Doing our part. All right. Uh, where are we in the Gates of Morning campaign? So the Gates of Morning campaign is our fifth edition D&D game set in Eberron, a sequel of sorts to the original Morning Glory campaign. And high in the mountains, the party is trying to stop the quarry from finding the gatekeeper seals and unleashing the chaos of Zoria onto the material plane. Uh, 
All along the shore, elves pour from every cave and hill, pushing makeshift boats into the water. The giants have marshaled forces to stop the refugees from escaping, but Zan can see a few others like himself, tearing through the giant lines, buying time for the great exodus to the north. Despite resistance from a few elite elven warriors, the giant forces swell with reinforcements, and they turn their attentions to the fleeing refugees. Thick hands hurl huge boulders, sinking rafts and drowning elves before their escape can even truly begin. Zan and the mysterious woman continue their assault, tearing through the giant lines from behind, carving a bloody path toward the sea. Hill giant shock troops are joined by stone giant spellcasters. Zan's companion summons hungry darkness to devour them, their shrieks fading away as they're dragged into the void. Now leaping nimbly along the rocky coast, they can see a thousand tiny elven rafts fighting the breakers to make it to open sea. A curse from the woman pulls Zan's eyes forward. She points to the west. Hanging low in the sky, hidden from the refugees by craggy peaks, a storm is brewing. But as Zan watches, he sees more than just lightning in the clouds. They part and buckle, and he can spy the ephemeral shapes of storm giants riding the winds, becoming the winds. They urge the storm on far faster than nature could, whipping the sea below into a churning froth. The rafts don't stand a chance. The woman stops short, then whirls to face Zan. Once again, she grips his upper arm like a vice he can't escape. The world disappears in a flash of light, and a blast of cold air hits him as they reappear halfway up the mountain. Before he can get his bearings, they vanish again. This time, they appear on a short cliff near the summit. The air is still in crisp. Far below, the ocean meets the roots of the mountain. Zan can see the storm giants will need to round the promontory below them to attack the rafts. It is a perfect vantage point to witness the carnage. My magic is nearly spent, she says, so you have a choice to make. She stares at him unblinking as if trying to read his thoughts. Together, we can bring down this mountain and snuff out that storm. But we will bring the rocks down on our own heads too. No one knows we are here and our deeds will be unsung. We trade our legacy for the lives of those below. Or we break down the mountain from the other side. It will not be as effective. Perhaps half the storm will perish and half the elves will be saved. But we will live and all will know us as heroes until the end of days. Choose then, what is the bargain you will strike? Without hesitation, Zan knows his mind. Save the elves and die for God. And we'll find out what happens next, next time. All right, this week, we are continuing our series on the fifth, the D&D fifth edition class tier lists. Uh, this time, the cleric is up. The oh so many clerics. There are many a cleric. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> they, they get spells, they get domain spells they get subclass features at five levels and yet they all feel the same <laughs> <laughs> so they get subclass features at one two six eight and seventeen eight's kind of a wash because they're all basically the same and there's an optional class feature to swap it out so it is literally the same 17 doesn't really matter because it's too high level uh but you also get domain spells at one three five seven and nine but Shane, what makes a good cleric subclass? Well, you need to have 
good domain spells because the cleric spell list uh, has some pretty big limitations, mm -hmm. uh, mostly in the fact that it has uh, really only a couple good sources of damage, and you've got to have something to do before playing whack-a-mole with healing. Um, and so you, you know, you need damage. Uh, or, and ideally, you have something useful to do with your channel divinity, um, something that you will feel genuinely limited on <laughs> how many uses you have of channel divinity, and rather than something that might come up day to day, but most adventuring days is probably just going to be uh, ignored. Right, or might come up once in an entire campaign, <clears throat> nature. <clears throat> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing when you're looking at these domain spells, you can't just look at, oh, are these good spells, right? Because clerics, unlike wizards, get access to every single spell on the list, right? They just automatically know them and you can just prepare them any day. So it's not really that much of a bonus if, you know, you have a good spell, like say spiritual weapon, but it's already on your list. All that means is you can prepare one additional spell. Right, because that's right. one. That's a slot that's not taken up by spiritual weapon. Cool. Okay. Yep. What you're really looking for is spells that are not on the cleric spell list that add to your repertoire, uh, and ideally higher level spells, not something you could get from a feat or a one level dip in some other spellcasting class. Right. Um, and I think in general, what you, what you want out of an entire subclass is something that makes you better at being a cleric, whatever kind of cleric you are trying to be. And they fall into two buckets. One is spellcasting and one is punchy stuff. But really... Yeah, you get you got your robe cleric and your armor cleric. Right, yeah. But don't be an armor cleric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Multi-class to, to get the heavy armor. <laughs> right. Uh, Dip yeah. cleric uh, for the armor, but don't... Be an armor cleric. Yeah. Uh, level. So, so, and that's why level eight is kind of a wash, is because everybody either gets potent spellcasting, meaning you add wisdom modifier to your cantrips, or you get divine strike, which lets you add a d8 of some typed damage uh, on a melee hit once per turn. Uh, and then that rises to 2d8 at level 14. Um, <sighs> You know, one is adding a five to your cantrips, things that you probably have 20 wisdom and hit well with. The other is adding four and a half damage to your weapon attacks, the thing you probably don't do as well anyway. So, mm -hmm. you know. <sighs> Unless a you're a nature cleric and you take shillelagh, but then you're bogged down with that awful channel divinity. We'll get there. It's a mess. <laughs> it's, um, all right. Uh, very quickly, we rate these uh, tier S, A, B, C, or F. S is class defining. A is excellent. Very good. B is uh, bog standard. Solid. No one will be upset if you take this. C is niche or maybe just not very good. And F is don't play this. All right. We will start alphabetically with the Arcana Cleric. Broken. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Too good. It's uh, it's very good. It's it's really good. <laughs> no no other character in the entire game gets divine intervention and wish, uh, except for Brantalandro. 
Right. Two <laughs> characters in the game get that. Right. <laughs> My character and level 17, the one right, level right. 17 Arcana Cleric. And we talked about, okay, you want domain spells that uh, give you things not on the cleric list. And these are just like all wizard spells. Awesome. Even if you're not going to use them, awesome. You have access to them. You have the option. What you don't get here is really good damage options. You know, you get magic missile. That's fine. Um, you do get wizard cantrips, though. Exactly. And that is great. <laughs> right. Because they count as cleric, clantri- cleric cantrips. So yep. you can apply potent spellcasting to your firebolt. Exactly. You can turn uh, celestials, elementals, fey, or fiends. That's excellent. You meet those all the time. Uh, and instead of destroying them, you banish lower level ones. Great. Uh, yeah. And at level six, you when you heal a um, when you heal an ally, you can also dispel a spell on them uh, as long as it's lower level than the spell that you cast. So it's like great. You just get more utility out of it, and that ends up being uh, an ability that scales well into the late game, as it turns out. It's really good for your action economy, and of course, you're always looking for things to do other than heal. And so now, if you have to heal, or you know, if actually what you want to do is break an enchantment, you can also just throw on some healing, and not have to worry about packing, you know, remove curse or something. You can just heal, right? Uh, and then you know, arcane mastery is ridiculous, right? A sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth level wizard spell. I mean, granted, that is the 17th level ability like we typically don't rate those particularly high i think in this case it's so absurd that it warps Mm -hmm. the whole value of the class um but i think this is a very short discussion right this is s tier yes Uh uh-huh yeah great all right moving on death domain is death death is in the dmg right uh yes death is a dmg uh, yeah, it's one of those early ones where they're just sort of playing around with it, and it's not so great. No. Um, you get a necromancy cantrip. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For great. <laughs> it, could, it could target. It can acid splash. <laughs> Two targets within five feet of each other. Wouldn't want that to be too useful. Um, your channel divinity lets you deal additional damage when you hit with a melee attack. Don't do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a melee cleric, so at least that is leaning in and making you better at melee. Um, you know, it it stacks with divine strength. I mean, yeah, I guess like you're that. not going to turn undead, huh? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and then you can also ignore resistance to necrotic damage at level six. So again, it's like stacking the mechanics. Um, you know, you're, you're doing extra necrotic damage. It can't be resisted. Like, that. that is, uh, of the melee options, at least it's stacking on things that overcome the melee problems. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall, I mean, I think it's, like, fine. Um, I like that you get Blight. Um, that's a nice damage spell. You get Cloud Kill, which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know if it's good. <laughs> Yeah. But Cloud Kill is always a shenanigan spell, and I appreciate that about it. <laughs> cloud, yeah, Cloud Kill is always uh, everyone needs to leave. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, it's whoever whoever prepared Gust of Wind is now king. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or your uh, 11th level monk. Is that it? Yeah. 
Uh, I give this one a C. Like, I wouldn't want someone to bring this to the table, but if they've got an idea for it about how to use it and utilize it, I, I'll listen. My complaint, or my, the, I feel like it's a B, and the reason is if this, as a melee cleric, doesn't get it done, then there's no melee cleric that gets it done. Right, because this is a case where you can stack every single ability that you have onto the thing you want to do, which is hit stuff with your weapon. And if all of that stacking doesn't produce a useful outcome, then we're just saying melee clerics are bad and you shouldn't do it. I think, I mean, I think I'm saying that. Like, is those, this also doesn't get heavy armor. Even some of the robe clerics get heavy armor. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> but that could just be chalked up to like this is a dmg thing right i, I don't even know this was play tested probably not i mean it's fine like i don't feel super strongly about it i just i i feel like i feel like that's kind of an a pretty hot take that all melee clerics suck <laughs> when this well, one can at least do you know like a, a channel divinity that throws an extra unresistable 20 damage on top of a hit, you know? No more than that. What, 25 damage Five at the end? Five plus twice their level. Yeah, at the end. Oh, no, 45 then. Five plus twice your level. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's like... But at level 20, 45... Sure, but damage, like... doesn't matter. You know, at level five, like but you're yeah, adding yeah, on yeah, an extra five. 15 damage for a channel divinity. Like... And that's what's a the pretty game? good channel divinity 25. at level six. That's also not resistible. So I, I don't know. I like, I don't, I don't think it's that bad. Uh, it does have, you know, just literally one trick, but right. It's all it does. At least it's got a trick, right? One channel divinity option. Yeah. Improve reapers. Like if two people are standing next to each other, you can blight them both. <laughs> and you also want to hit them with a cantrip. Yeah. Oh, improved reaper is any spell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Right. But like, you know, that's that's a 17th level ability. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's I mean, uh, it's to me it's like low B, high C. I'm okay with it in there. Let's 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 see where it shakes out with these 12 other <laughs> domains. All right. I'll put it in B for now, but we'll we'll see where it lands. All right. To be revisited. Next up forge. So this is a rel relatively new one. This is from Xanathar's. And I like Forge. Um, some nice spells, heat metal, wall of fire, animate objects is often slept on, but it's an excellent spell. Heavy armor. Uh, and you can boost those. You give yourself bonus. You give yourself bonus to AC. So don't, worry, don't worry about the weapon. <laughs> I mean, but then what are you doing? Uh, you're standing here being resistant to fire damage at level 6 and then immune to fire damage at level 17 with a ridiculously <laughs> high AC. Ridiculously high. <laughs> but you don't do anything. <laughs> like, what, are you going to stand there and spirit guardian? Like, Yeah, literally. I'm going to spirit guardians. I'm going to Beyblade across the room. No one's going to hit me. I'm going to... All those concentration checks, I'm not even going to have to make them. I'm going to wall of fire... Uh, I'm going to walk through that wall of fire and I'm going to animate objects. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, fair. All right. I mean, it's a B, right? I, I gave it an A. I gave it an A. I mean, 
<laughs> you literally have nothing to do with your action. Like any like every cleric, you sacred flame. <laughs> Once you have all your good stuff, your concentration stuff up, you sacred flame and wait for yeah. a heal. You're um, just not. You're just not like getting but any no, benefit no, I'm, to it. I'm. I'm okay with the B. Looking at it yeah. again, it's it's you're um you're a walking tank, which I love, but yeah, you're you're not actually going to be a big target. I mean, Forge is like not a good out. B, though. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's like a good B. It's until just, you until you run out of leveled spells, and then and then it gets rough. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then it's awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking it doesn't of, even, it it doesn't even give you a fire cantrip, but whatever, whatever. Well, it does give you searing smite. Why would you not cast that every turn? <laughs> <laughs> Great, I can cast four times a day. <laughs> You can use higher level slots. Sure, uh, you can. All right. All right. Speaking all right. of rough, the grave cleric. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got it's got one great trick for other people. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, you unfortunately mostly get cleric spells as your domain because, of course, you are a grave cleric. You get spare the dying. Nobody cares. Uh, you can sense the presence of undead, and nobody cares. As an action, this is its big thing. As an action, uh, you give a creature vulnerability to an attack. Unfortunately, you can't capitalize on it. Fortunately, you have allies. <laughs> uh, right. Uh... It is vulnerable to all of that attack's damage uh, for the next hit. Uh, and that is your channel divinity. So, you know, you're getting to do that not many times. Yeah. Many times. I mean, let's, let's say two, two-ish twice. on average. Yeah. yeah, Twice for most of your life. Um, um, and then you can cancel criticals, which is nice. I mean, you know, you'll only do it when it happens. It is a reaction. I guess you'll usually have your reaction available. Um, and I mean, you do a wisdom modifier a number of times. I think that's basically as many times as a crit's going to happen within 30 feet of you over the course of a day. Yeah. So I think that's basically every time, um, you are getting a boost to your, uh, cleric cantrip with potent spell casting and then keeper of souls is. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't do anything. <laughs> um, you can, you yeah. may look, you can't use it. You can't give a paltry amount of hit points to another creature at level 17 if you're incapacitated, okay? <laughs> that would be broken. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, um, uh, it's a, it's a one-trick pony, and I believe we used it in the one-hit wonder, so... <laughs> well, that's... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like that channel divinity, applying vulnerability to uh, all of an attack's damage, right? So not even a type, just like every bit that you can pile onto it mm -hmm. is great for a rogue. It's great for a paladin, right? Anybody who can mm -hmm. stack large smites, um, uh, you know, uh, rangers who can add on extra damage, right? Like, um, you know, your hunters marked and such, uh, or any even like, it's just... It's that is a great ability. Twice per day. <laughs> so 
Um, it's a great splash. Per short, per short rest, but still, that's all it's got. Sure. Uh, it's a great splash. It's a bad class. I think this is this is a true C for me. Yeah, good. I was I thought you might go to F. Um, no, 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 no. At least it it's has. Not, a it's trick. not useless. Yeah, exactly. It at least has a trick. Your party um, yeah. will be happy you brought it. It's just you won't have fun. Right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No. Speaking. See. Speaking of glad you brought it, but not having fun anymore. The knowledge cleric who used to have one of the strongest first level abilities in that they were one of the only ways a non-rogue could get expertise. Um, granted, it had to be an arcana history, nature, or religion at first level, but you just got expertise in two of those skills. There are lots of ways to do that now. Now expertise is given out like candy, and you could just take a feat for it. So what are we even doing here? Yeah. Uh, and knowledge of the ages is good, right? It's um, proficiency in a skill for 10 minutes, a skill or a tool for 10 minutes. But in general, you're already going to have the skill of proficiencies that you want, especially because you get two additional skills when you take this subclass. Right. Um, I have your... never really liked read thoughts, honestly. Like, just detect thoughts in general. I've never really been a fan. It's just so... You can't depend on it. You know, it's so up to DM fiat. Yep. Agreed. Um, and then your, your domain spells are all like, they're not all cleric spells, but they're all just divination spells. Yeah. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Legend lore. It's like, it's great. If your DM wants to give you a blog post to read, <laughs> like, like it's great to be the DM's best friend, but like you're spending an actual class ability for legend lore. Yikes. Uh, and then Visions of the past is cool, but it comes so late. It could have been a third level ability, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, so it's a bad capstone. You never actually get to use it. And it ultimately, it doesn't really matter. Um, if you're not playing an investigative campaign, who cares? So, right. Um, this is a. There was a time. Yeah. I mean, there was a time when I thought Knowledge Cleric was legit S tier because, like, expertise was so valuable if you look um, at early forge builds there is one or two levels of knowledge cleric in so many of them yeah because because it, it was, was, that was it so was strong rare mm -hmm. yeah um but now like it's i don't know it like uh, low b high c yeah like it doesn't do yeah. anything like it literally it just doesn't bring anything other than really good at two skills which, by the way, are intelligence skills. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't feel good anymore to me. I still think it's a good dip um, because of which uh, everything else you get along with Cleric. But yeah, uh, yeah, but that's, I'd probably put it high C. That's Grave Tier. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. All, All right. right, moving on. Life Domain. Uh, so, so this the is one of the... Who heals and heals and heals and heals. Like a lot, lots of healing um, and heavy armor. So true. I do like that it keeps you alive so that you can heal. Can't heal when you're dead. True. Uh, that is a, a, a thing that I always say is you can't heal if you're dead. Kill the <laughs> healer. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, it's good to throw on additional healing, like and like barring goodberry shenanigans, right? Let's not get into those edge cases. Most people aren't going to be doing that, or most tables won't allow it. Uh, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, um, what was it? What's the what's the druid conga line spell that got patched? Oh, uh, healing spirit. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's great at first level extra healing. Those those extra hit points matter a lot. Yeah. Um, they eventually matter much, much, much less. At like you know level nine, an extra three to six hit points right. per heal is like whatever. Um, preserve life is nice. It's a nice chunk of healing. Um, it is reactive, unfortunately, but I'm still happy with it. Uh, and then, you know, the level six, you heal yourself a little bit when you heal other people. All right. That's also fine. But healing is not the best use of anybody's action ever. Yeah, and I don't know that this necessarily turns the, like, I, I, I mean, like, healing is the best use of your action when it costs you less than the the target is going to gain Lose. in action economy, right? Yeah, yeah if someone's so down, like, it's good for right. you to heal if it gets them up and they can do something. Right, or if you can, like, you know, pre-heal to avoid them going down on the next attack right because of the sequencing of initiative right like if you can get them over the threshold of what would have knocked them right so if instead of them falling to zero hp they fall to two hp well they're fighting at full strength for their next round so that's also valuable but you know the healing economy in 5e is all about anticipating those breakpoints um and I don't know that the extra healing from this class really helps you better identify or meet those breakpoints very often. Um, like you said, early on, it's great. Like at low levels, like up to like level five, like Life Cleric feels amazing. Uh, and then it definitely kind of tapers off. Um, but if you're a cleric who wants to heal, like this is the best way to do it. And it does do it. <laughs> Yeah. And if you if you stick with it, the level 17 is great. It just comes, you know, so late, late that it probably doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I don't dislike life domain. I find it kind of boring, right? Cuz I, I find I like, I just would rather deal damage than do healing. Um, but if you want to heal, like this is the way to do it. I find it funny that it's written as a punch cleric. Because you get that divine is, strike. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That is a big a big gap. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. It's okay. You can swap it out. Yeah. In uh, this case, you have to, um, most likely, because you don't really want to be... Right. Well, I guess the, the argument for it is that a lot of good cleric healing is touch spells. And so if you're going to drop the bigger healing spells, you have to actually be at the front line. Right. Um, I'd still so, probably rather Sacred Flame. 
Yeah, or told, I mean, or told the dead. You know, I know. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll put one hand on your shoulder and stand behind you. <laughs> yeah, I'm still right. Not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to get you up so that you are in front of me. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I don't. I, I, I think this is. I think this is a B. I think it's perfectly fine. Yep. I, I think it's, it's a bog standard. Here's what a cleric should do. It works right out of the box. I mean, like you know, in my Baldur's Gate three playthrough i immediately respect Shadowheart to a life cleric and now that i'm you know at the mid mid late game i'm probably going to respect her to something else because like i just don't care <laughs> about life cleric anymore i respect nobody in in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> really play it as they lie that's so interesting their stats are so bad yeah, but I don't care because the game's easy as hell, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I quickly realized that the game is for babies. All right. Uh, where are we? Light. Light cleric. Light. So speaking of getting spells not on your list, you get Burning Hands, Flaming Sphere, Scorching Ray, Fireball, Wall of Fire, uh, all of which are good spells. Mm-hmm. You also auto prepare flame strike, which you could Same. be forgiven for forgetting. <laughs> it's your only fire spell. Otherwise, uh, I do. I, I look light. Light cleric is good, uh, obviously good, but I do have to knock it for really mixing its metaphor between what is a fire cleric and what is a radiant cleric. <laughs> okay, but the, the game you can't does that. Give you can't give all fire spells and then call your channel divinity the next level radiance, radiance of, the of the dawn. dawn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, are you radiant or are you fire? Uh, well, what is what is the sun? Is it uh, is it sunlight that burns vampires or is it uh? Well, according to Spirit wood? Island, according to Spirit Island, it is uh, fire, sun, and blight. <laughs> <laughs> too many things uh in eberron it's fire because it's a portal to the plane of fire <laughs> uh well then that's ca that's canon now um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh warding flare is good when you're attacked uh give the uh, impose disadvantage on the attack roll great you can use it a few times a day and then later uh, at sixth level, you can use it when someone else gets attacked. Because ideally, you're not getting attacked. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let, let's let's stop with that. I'm a spellcaster, sir. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, the channel divinity is is good, right? So you dispel any magical darkness within 30 feet of you. There is no stipulation about what level that magical darkness needs to be. So as written, level nine magical darkness gone. Yep. And excellent. And you get to throw in damage only to hostile creatures. It's not... And every single one a, of them within 30 feet. Right. And it's yeah. not a ton, but it is saver, like it is half damage on a on a successful save. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's D10 plus cleric level, so that's, you know... Or, sorry, 2D10 plus cleric level, so it's up to 2D10 plus 20. You know, throwing I mean, in 30 extra damage to every creature while getting rid of darkness... It's it's not terrible, and it's also the kind of thing where it's like it's enough chip chip damage uh, late in the adventuring day that if you still have your channel divinity and you are running low on spell slots, like you know two d ten plus a big static bonus, 
is a good use of your action. <laughs> yeah, and if you're playing Curse of Strahd, like you'll clear, you will clear a room of zombies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's like it's radiant as well. So like, yeah, if you're fighting undead, just it, it's excellent. Right. Uh, and then the seventeen is also good. Uh, actually, the seventeen is great. I mean, you know, you don't you have it for long, but it, you know, it's great as long as you can use it. Yeah, it's uh, it it's fine. It's the thing that I honestly. Every time I cast sunlight, I think is what it does. <laughs> it turns out that sunlight is just a crap spell, but I always associate it with abilities that are better than it, um, like Corona of Light. Um, I keep uh, I keep throwing it in the sky and being like, do the do these things wither or wilt or they do they lose their powers? No, they're they're fine. They don't even have sunlight sensitivity. Oh. <laughs> Why it's really bright in here right now, okay? Right. <laughs> this is a problem. Exactly. <laughs> um, um but yeah, I mean, owing to all of this, also it being a uh, a spellcaster cleric getting wisdom to its cantrips. Uh I, I mean I feel like this is up there with Arcane, right? Like this is a pretty mm-hmm. A or yeah. S tier cleric. Yeah, I would put it right at S. Uh yeah. this is I, I think this is this is your low S, high A, and I'm perfectly fine with it at S. Yeah, and there's there's no DM or table that's going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't be bringing a light cleric in here, right? Right. Please stop doing all that fire damage and then also <laughs> radiant if we need it. Thank you. Please stop lifting the mood. Right. <laughs> all right. Next up, nature cleric. Uh, it gets all the best useless druid spells. Uh, it does. It really does. <laughs> all the good, bad... Like the great bad druid spells. Just all those all the RP ones. druid spells that you yeah, know and all, love and never cast. All the ones you think of being druid spells and then still don't use. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Dominate beast. <laughs> Tree stride, bark skin, spells that have never been cast in the history of mankind. Uh-huh. Animal friendship. How is that markedly different from speak with animals in a persuasion check? Oh, it's not? Okay. <laughs> right. Well, I need two ways to do that, please. So you get a druid cantrip of your choice. Um, the the smart pick here is shillelagh, because it gives you a melee weapon. It does. And you have heavy armor. And like that's really it, because honestly, most druid cantrips are not particularly good. Druids are not really happy with their cantrips. Yeah, but I mean, that is... That is this class's trick, right? Is you get to attack with wisdom because you get shillelagh as a cantrip so you can make your melee attacks with your best stat uh, and you don't have to sacrifice that. Finally, it's too bad your channel divinity is awful. Yeah, the what you gave up for that is literally everything else that you'd want, which are domain spells that you would ever cast, a channel divinity you would ever want to use. Dampen Elements is fine i mean it's it's unlimited use right as long as you've got a reaction you can give somebody resistance to elemental damage yeah that's fine it's it's you know it's absorb elements without the clap back um, uh and then your 17 is also just garbage <laughs> yeah uh this is one of your your pet peeves right is when a low level of like a low level uh, ability is does a thing and then a higher level ability keys off of creatures that are affected by the thing so 
all the times you don't have charm animals and plants active, you don't get any benefit at level 17. And even if you do have charm animals and plants active, you probably don't get a benefit at 17. <laughs> yeah. It's like if they're charmed, you can command them with a bonus action. Right. But also remember, Great. I think maybe it's changed with the addition of more monsters but for a long time the highest level beast in the entire game was cr8 so and like the plants aren't gonna be much higher i forget what a treant is it might even be five so i don't even are treants even actually oh, right. plants yeah, even or are they like magical i think they are plant something. creatures yeah okay. which sure. actually it's it's a little it's a little off-putting that you can just command a free-willed treant but you know mm. I well, guess it is what don't it is. worry. No one's ever seen level 17. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, nature is... It's got one trick, so I think that puts it at C. But that trick sucks. It's an F. <laughs> it's shillelagh. It sucks. It does nothing else. We're not counting dips, are we? No. No. Ugh. Yeah, it is F. Yeah. Great. Boo. Um, but not a bad pickup uh, if you're just looking for a wisdom-based uh, melee attack. Right. Because you get heavy armor. Uh, order. Order cleric. I like order. Not a character I would ever play. It's just not my style, but this is a good subclass. Look, you get two standout spells on your domain list, uh, hold person and dominate person. Slow, um, also good, but yeah, those are those are the standouts. Uh, heavy armor and a skill proficiency, cool. Uh, and then you can uh, your voice of authority at first level when you cast a spell allows an ally to use a reaction and immediately make an another attack. Uh, this is the rogue's best friend because <laughs> that extra attack is now qualifying for another sneak attack. So. That's a no-brainer. Of course, paladins love this as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, this is great for action economy because mostly, you're a cleric, you're mostly casting spells on allies anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's also just you're casting a spell with a spell slot, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And oh, it, 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 turns, it turns all of those spells into damage dealers, right? I don't need to deal fire damage. I deal you damage. Right. Um, and I also love the uh, the interaction of this where a creature who is down gets healing worded as a bonus action and then immediately gets to make uh, an attack <laughs> against whatever it was that hurt them. <laughs> just a just a lovely like sequence of events on that. Um, your channel divinity is uh fine like it's a charm and you know like i don't know the charmed effect is not super Great. strong like it's not like what you you know it, it's fine um it, it does have that nice little rider of you can cause them to drop what they're holding which again it's 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 not a big deal rules wise for them to pick up their weapon, you know, but 
Um, I think shield as well would count, right? Drop anything that they're holding. Mm-hmm. Uh, wands, staves and all that. So you basically get like maybe one round or half a round of them kind of being unprepared. Right. Or once it's dropped, then somebody gets a chance to steal it from them. Mm, yeah, true, true. Um, so then you can play keep away with whatever the magic artifact is. So DMs will love this trick. <laughs> Just leave. Czars now. It is... I, what I will say for for Order's Demand as a Channel Divinity is that because of that drop uh, and because of, you know, artifacts and magic items being a thing, this actually scales pretty annoyingly well late into the game. <laughs> yeah. In that, like, you really do need to just burn the legendary save on it because, like, what are you going to risk losing your, like, Staff of the Magi? <laughs> like this is the big bad like what are we right, talking about here what am i gonna do when i pick it up break it over my knee Let's break it over my knee <laughs> <laughs> and throw it at you but like you know you're fighting over an artifact and it's like all right well i'll just make you drop it and take it from you and now we're not fighting we're running you know it's just like <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like wow you really can't let these shenanigans get into the game i've got to burn my legendary save on it so i actually like it's quietly way more powerful late than it is early in mm. some ways we actually we talked about this i think it was last episode um when you're dealing with the no, the math treadmill like to get around it, pick abilities that have no limitations, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what level they are. doesn't matter who they are. It could be a god. They fail to save, they drop it. Of course, you know, lots of high-level enemies don't carry things. So eh, True, true. <laughs> except but except the MacGuffin. Know. Right, exactly. But right. I didn't except come here that for things. Baby. I came for a MacGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, at level six, like, you just get better action economy again. Like, it's enchantment school. Uh, which is, you know, somewhat limited, but still like you're now casting enchantments as a bonus action, freeing you up to, uh, make an attack or cast a cantrip. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, it, you quicken your whole person, you quicken your dominate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm both great, great uses. Um, so I like that quicken used to be a very difficult ability to get. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's also valuable. Uh, of course, your divine strike, so that isn't great, but it's psychic damage, which is generally pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know, uh, seventeen is like it's more divine strike damage, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. It's you, you you throw a curse on a target, and then it deals extra damage, which is like it's not great but also it's level 17 so it doesn't count much so hey right order's good yeah yeah are you waffling between s and a uh no i feel pretty strongly that it's an a mm. um what do we have at s right now arcana and light Ar- Ar- yeah arcane arcana and light yeah yeah i'm into a because you don't get really new stuff from domain yeah mm-hmm. i'm i'm happy with it today but yeah, it's it's good, and it's one of the relatively recent uh, mm-hmm. showings. That was so a, I like to that see was that. That was Tasha's. Yeah. Uh, right. Now, peace. peace cleric. Same as order. Same thing. Same domain. What to say about peace? The spells are decent, but you mostly already get them. Yeah. Your your emboldening bond is 
partial bless. <laughs> it's uh, attack roll and bless. Yeah, it's bless, but it's Each once creature, per turn. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, but, yeah, but it's perma-bless. Uh, yeah, but it's only once per turn. Oh, right? yes. So it's not uh -huh. like all attacks, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one attack. Right? Yeah, you're right. And it's it's not that permanent. It's like 10 minutes, and it's the proficiency bonus uses, so, you know. Is it an action? Uh, it's an action. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. So it's hard to it's, prep. So, it, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Uh, you're... Channel Divinity is healing. I like it simply because of shenanigans, right? You heal any creature that you walk by because it lets you move your speed. So if you mm -hmm. can stack your speed, if you're, oh, I don't know, a uh, tabaxi with some boots <laughs> and long strider, mm -hmm. um, you get to move without provoking any opportunity attacks, which is also good because as a cleric, positioning is usually very important. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, it's put yourself anywhere on the battlefield um, and make sure you run by all your friends. Right. But you can only heal each of them once. So like... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not for a lot. It's like, yeah, it's a, you run out and then run back. And then it scales on wisdom modifier, not on cleric level, like all mm -hmm. the other channel divinities. So it's like... It, it caps pretty hard at 2d6 plus 5. Um, yeah. You get, uh, in, in continuing the theme of uh, layering more abilities on top of a core, like your, your first level ability, you uh -huh. gain more benefits to being part of your bonded feature. Um, yeah, and then it continues into 17 as well. Yeah, uh, protective bond is like your allies can take damage for each other. Um, yeah, it does let you and, like apportion damage into whatever bucket doesn't have someone go down. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like a shared HP pool. Yeah. Um, and it is free movement because you can teleport with it. But I don't know. It it's cool. It's just not uh -huh. exploitable in the way <laughs> that you kind of want them to be. You know. So one thing that I don't like about emboldening bond, and you know, one obviously is that like all the abilities are based on emboldening bond. So it only lasts for ten minutes a few times a day. Uh, and let's see, you a number of creatures equal to your proficiency bonus. What I don't like is the average party is going to be four, maybe five characters. Yeah. You can't include the whole party in your emboldening bond until, what, level nine for four characters? And if you've got mm -hmm. a fifth wheel, then what is it? I don't know, 13, 14? Like, the majority of the time that you spend playing the game, there's this little mini game that you are playing with some people at the table and not everybody. Right. Yeah. And it uh, sucks I to be the, the odd one out who is not included in the emboldening bond. And also possibly not including yourself. <laughs> yeah, so right. You you're not right. You even playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> you're just reminding people about the game that you're letting them play. Um, and then there's also like, there's way too long of a gap. Like at level six, they can, you know, take damage for each other. It's not till level 17 that you gain resistance to like that damage, happens. like a warding yeah. bond. So it's like, oh man, like you're kind of just choosing who gets knocked out 
which is like yes. not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, right, like it just sets up for feels bad moments of like, well, I don't have the whole party in here. And of course, the guy you target is the one who's not in the bond because obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. It just. Right. I, don't, I just don't think it works. I just I just don't think this class works. Yeah, it, I think, yeah, it had potential, but I don't, I don't like how it's written. I, I, I would give it a C. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think it's worse than nature. At least wow. nature has a trick that works. It's a bad trick, but at least it works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go to bat for it. It's no, like... defend your choice. <laughs> I I could see this I could see there being times at the table where I'm like, oh man, I'm glad we have that emboldening bond up, right? And really mm. it's the level six. It's the shunting damage into the bucket that doesn't matter, right? Because right. this is a system that doesn't have a death spiral. So as long as all of us have one HP, we're operating at full capacity. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So I could I see it probably it's probably one additional hit per person in the bond that they would have gone down and now they otherwise will not go down because someone else takes the hit instead because you know hey i'm gonna go down and at level six you're at three creatures in your bond so your odds are a little better all right I, i that's fair i mean i don't you're right the fact that it's not better than it is doesn't doesn't take away from what it is right so I'm, I'm willing which to call this great. on par with Grave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Which is which is niche, very niche. Maybe there's a shtick on a multi-class or something that you can do to really make it work, or maybe you're a, a party makeup. Yeah, and also maybe that, like, I don't know, maybe there's a player, like, psychograph that, like, will enjoy that minigame in a way that, like, will just infuriate me. Yeah, because all I'll focus on is the times that I had it on the wrong freaking people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'll warding bond the other one, and then be equally disappointed at that waste of a spell. So. Oh, and then I have to do the math on how these interact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's fine. I, we can leave it as a C. All right. Moving on to Tempest. Uh, this gets a lot of talk. People talk about Tempest a lot. Like, oh, you can maximize your lightning damage. Well, it's a good thing yeah. it gives you call lightning because otherwise it's really tough to, for you to have lightning damage. <laughs> that is true. Uh, you've got to do work to get lightning damage uh, on a cleric, and this gets you some of the way there. <laughs> the, the, the 2d8 is rebuke is fine. Well, it's get good at the throw. level you get it, right? Yeah, like, yeah that's true. Like, at level the, one. like, it's a first level ability. It is iconic. It does change fights at at low levels uh, when when you want those abilities to really feel good. So I won't hold that against it, the fact that it doesn't last forever. It does um, scale poorly. Yeah. But, but I will say this, because at level two, right, maximize lightning or thunder damage. At level two... 16 lightning damage on a rebuke is a lot oh yeah like that's that's that's, a memorable event right and that's that's what i mean right is like it's and you know by the mid to late game that's never happening again (laughs) 
Right. But also, like, by the mid to late game, like, whatever, you get to use Rebuke five times, right? Like, you're just throwing the damage in. Who cares? Like, it still procs damage for concentration checks and all the other... And a small you know, push. Like, all those little chip damage things that you you don't mind having uh, when it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Um, but and it's then, guaranteed damage, too. Don't forget, because it does damage on a successful least half, save. Yeah. So, so it does ping... It It's very good at pinging concentration checks but then tempest does some things that really rile me uh the 17 is <laughs> awful awful <Who> cares <laughs> it's just it's That's, so poorly written yeah Who? you gain a fly speed when you're not underground or indoors you know like in caves in in dungeons in dungeons you know, the, the right or a, the, a dragon's lair uh, right like, <laughs> Oh, so we want to fight this dragon in, in, in the in. skies right oh it's a tavern brawl sorry guys i can't fly okay yeah, step exactly. number one call lightning and blow the roof off the sucker okay <laughs> uh and then i also it really bothers me that tempest doesn't get lightning bolt you get call lightning light gets fireball but you don't get lightning bolt why why uh, it would have been it would have been perfect yeah i i mean i don't disagree <laughs> i also would like to have lightning bolt um <laughs> like yes that would be better i don't know i don't know how to how to judge that <laughs> oh because they're like oh call lightning is you know more stormy i guess no it's not where do lightning bolts come from <laughs> <laughs> uh what what i will say for like what makes tempest so good is call lightning specifically though because cleric has this kind of thing where you've got really good bonus action spells you have really good action spells you're always trading between them and you can only ever use one of them on your turn and then you're kind of stuck just holding your on the turns where you cast a bonus action and have nothing good to do with your action. Call Lightning solves that problem. Now you can call Lightning and use your action to re-enable the spell rather than casting it, meaning you can use your bonus action for your great bonus action spells. Um, so that is a, like, I, I'm with you. Sleet Storm is a silly inclusion. It should just be Lightning <laughs> Bolt, but... We are where we are, and Call Lightning is legit great. Let me let me ask you, here's a rules question. When you hit with Call Lightning, right, you pick a point, and it hits everyone within five feet of that point. Uh-huh. You roll damage one time, and everyone takes the same damage, right? Because it's an AoE? Uh, that sounds correct. Okay. That means that you can maximize it against everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, including your allies, which is what you're asking about, right? <laughs> Ideally, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because you can then push them away, too. Yeah, to safety. <laughs> right. Um, this is, a, for me, it's a B. <sighs> I have a hard time putting it in an A. You've got to go get lightning damage from magic items. And I don't know how viable that path is, so I'm, I'm with you. Um, I mean, I would just ask for it, right? Like, that's the easiest way to do it is, hey, I would like a lightning weapon. Well, no, I mean, forget a lightning weapon. Like, you want you want a weapon that gives you access to the good lightning spells. 
<laughs> like, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Right? A staff. Like you want a, a staff of power whatever. or something like that, right? But I don't know that staff of power and is getting... And a javelin of lightning. That's what mm-hmm. you get, a javelin of lightning. Of course, the classic I mean, one, of, once uh, per day, why not? Once per day lightning bolt. Right. I mean, just get multiple. Yeah, there's nothing stopping you. I don't, it's not Three a... Three javelins of lightning. It's not All a... Um, my concentrator, my uh, attunement. <laughs> no, I don't, think it's a, I don't think it takes an attunement slot. Oh, well, that's a no-brainer. Why don't... I'll just take a dozen. I mean, now now I need to check. It's it's not gonna move the needle at all. I'm I'm with you. I think it is a B. Um, I think it's a high B though. Like I think I I would play Tempest ahead oh, of uncommon Forge no Life. attunement. Okay, so for every 500 gold, I get an extra javelin of lightning. I'll take <laughs> two dozen, please. I'm putting this on every character. I mean, it's 46 <laughs> lightning damage. It's not a lightning bolt. It's 46 lightning damage. But I mean, right, it's but 24 it's lightning 24 damage. damage. 24 when you lightning need damage. It. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Does that count as a weapon attack? Each. We're, no, 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 no. This not the the exercise is not to maximize lightning damage with the Tempest cleric. That's already being done on Reddit. Ignore this. Uh, I agree with you. It's a B. I think it's a high B. I would play it ahead of Forge Life or Death, which are what we currently have in B tier. Uh yes. All right. Trickery. I've always wanted to like trickery. And yet. But then you read the, the class? Yeah. I mean, like, that's why, that's why I respect Shadowheart. Because I just, yeah. I can't, I can't roll with terrible subclasses. I can't. <laughs> um, the best thing it has going for it, it's got Polymorph on its spell list. Yep. Um, it's got... Dimension Door like, is fine. Dimension Door is fine. Dominate Person is fine. Like, it's fine to good, right? Pass, um, pass Without Trace. Okay, so okay, so look. Pass Without Trace, Dimension Door Problem. Okay, yeah, so that's that. That's it. <laughs> well, it, it, it's hard to get Pass Without Trace otherwise. It's, and it stacks Mirror Image and Blink, which I hate so much. Yeah. yeah. Pick one. <laughs> like, I don't like... <laughs> I pick Disguise Self. <laughs> right uh anyway um you can give an ally advantage on stealth checks which is great if you have a rogue useless if you don't yep (laughs) because advantage on a you know a plus one is still worthless um your channel divinity of invoking duplicity uh gives you that illusory duplicate that you can cast spells through like whatever it's it's not good um at level six, you can turn invisible with your channel divinity for until the end of your next turn. Um, g- great, like it, it's fine, but like an invisible cleric is not a particularly good thing. Right. The caveat: <laughs> like, you like, lose invisibility you not when you, not when you perform a hostile action. When you attack or cast a spell, any spell, a spell on yourself, a helpful right. spell. A useful spell. No, I, guidance. I, I think that's like, I think that's standard invisibility wording, but it's still like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, just it's just you're a cleric. Bad. Like wh- yeah. what does invisible mean to you? Uh, great if you want to splash six levels of cleric for it. Um, so I can drink but, potions in peace. No, a potion yeah. in peace. <laughs> a potion. Yeah, you only have one turn. Uh, unless you're a thief. Thief can do two. Um, uh, no, no, we were wrong about that. Cannot. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. It's a. It well, counts as using a magic item. Well, at my table, a thief can do too. Um, it's divine strike, so 
you know, great. And then uh, it improves your duplicate at level 17. So you, you make four of them. There's four duplicates. Still useless. You do get Better. advantage <laughs> when you attack something adjacent. Oh, I think it's when both of you are adjacent to your duplicate. Is that it? When you and your... Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you I, know, great. You're always getting advantage with your crappy cleric attacks. Congratulations. This is like... It's this is just a C, like it's just a straight up C. It's uh, an opportunity for you to buy five of the same mini. <laughs> Actually, is this worse than nature? Um, no, I mean polymorph does well, work. Oh yeah, that's true. No, the the spell list is its one trick. The spell list does work, yeah. And if you yeah, do yeah. have a rogue in your party, actually, you know, actually, no, you know what? It doesn't matter if you have a rogue in your party. Blessing of the Trickster is not terrible if you have Pass Without Trace up because that gives a plus 10. So now you're rolling at a plus 10 at advantage. Yeah, However, you still, I mean, you still, still need to be near you. So I guess right. you should polymorph. You should cast it and then polymorph you. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work. You can't do Pass Without Trace <laughs> and then polymorph. Don't, don't do any of these. <laughs> it's fine. It's just, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, but it's, it's a C, it's a right? C. Yeah, it's a C. Uh -huh. okay. All right, Twilight. Uh, another one of the newer ones. I uh, like Fay cleric. Yeah, I like the Twilight Sleep. Great Moonbeam. Great. I uh, forget about the auras. Doesn't really matter. But greater invisibility. Great, obviously. Um, yeah. Martial weapons and heavy armor. Fine. Okay. Here's here's the ridiculous thing. Level one, you get dark vision to three hundred feet. This is an order of magnitude more than most people. Uh, what that means is you are a consummate ambusher. You can see people before they can see you almost always. You are like the only person who can use a spell sniper or eldritch spear at night. You know? <laughs> well, sh sure. But like, who cares? What you're actually doing is sharing it to your allies so they can do <laughs> to real your sniper sneak ally, attacks. Yes. Yeah, like. <laughs> At 300 feet, uh, yeah. Because like right, now you yeah. can sneak attack with that longbow. Right. Um, so it's great that you can yeah. share it. Oh, and also um, you get advantage on initiative. I mean, basically, I'm just giving myself advantage on initiative. Why? Clerics want to go last. You want to know where to put your healing. I don't want to die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also looking at this and going, oh, huh. One level Twilight Cleric dip is great for any ambusher or sniper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, also, like, Moonbeam is a great spell mm -hmm. uh, for the same reasons that Call, or, uh, that call Lightning is a great spell for clerics. Like, yeah. Moonbeam fits the same bill right it's recastable as an action um without precluding your bonus action use uh or your bonus action spells um your channel divinity is your channel divinity is just better than all other channel divinities at level two <laughs> <laughs> like like it doesn't do healing right because it does temp hp but also like it's every turn for a minute. They just get topped off with temp HP and it's D6 plus cleric level. So like Yeah, to all to all creatures of your choice. To, yeah, like that's I you know, like 
you know, sure, at second level, it's, you know, sometimes it's only three per turn or whatever. But, like, even at mid-levels, like, you know, getting to an average of, like, 10 extra temp HP around. Around, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is a lot for a minute, right? Like, that. that's that, just, that changes fight math on its own um, by just, like, continuing to stack that. So, yeah, it's old uh, school resist damage, right? Like, resist an yeah, amount of exactly. damage. Exactly. It's yeah. It's damage reduction. Basically, it's it's. I mean, it's just. So, it's so good. It's 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 just a very very good channel divinity. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I want you to have it up every fight. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm a melee character, I want you twenty five feet from me because it's right. a thirty foot radius. Your level six is fine. Um, you know, you can. Give yourself a flying speed uh, when you're in dim light or darkness. Like, sure. But remember, uh, it, your channel divinity makes dim light. Uh, yeah. I mean, and it's it's one minute of flying at level six. Level six, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, it, it's a fly spell for yourself. It's fine. <laughs> um, And then eventually yeah, like everyone gets plus fly. two AC. Yeah. Everyone, right. Eventually everyone gets plus two AC. Which, yeah, I, I get that. Uh, that level it does matter, right? Because AC doesn't scale. Also, and we've overlooked this, uh, but I think it's time to rectify this. Lehman's Tiny Hut is also on your spell list. So, mm. you know, that's a thing. Wouldn't you rather have Rope Trick? Well, yeah, of course I'd rather have Rope Trick, but this is a ritual. <laughs> but this is what I have. Yeah, and it's also it's tiny hut. Come on. Um, no, I like Twilight's good. I'm I I like Twilight. I yeah. I never think of it because I kind of always ignore the Fey theme stuff. But like, well, the name like Twilight, you don't expect it to go this hard, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I put it at a solid A. I agree. Well, well, Twilight, good showing. All right, war. War's obviously got to be really good and tough and strong. The most important thing about war is that war never changes. <laughs> oh, it's just the same thing. What are you going to do? I'm going to hit it again. Okay. What about now? Oh, uh, I can't hit it again. I ran out. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the punch cleric that, that really leans into its punch. When you attack... You get to make a weapon attack as a bonus action. Wisdom modifier times per day. Yeah. (sighs) Five times per day. Yeah. I mean, this should have been changed to scale off proficiency bonus, but like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, You get a couple of paladin extra damage spells. You get martial weapons and heavy armor cool guided strike is good right because you oh no wait actually I, I keep forgetting you can't always use it on anybody it's second level you can use it on yourself to give yourself yeah. a plus 10 bonus to your attack roll i guess this right. cleric is making attack rolls and i guess you'll actually hit on this one uh you yes, have to wait true. till level six to get what should have just been rolled into the same one as you can use it for other people too yep which is actually what you want to be doing you because you're never hitting hard 
Yeah, I mean, because you're you're just a divine strike cleric, right? Like your only extra damage that you can deal is an extra D eight. You want to give that bonus to the rogue, uh, somebody the who stacks a lot more damage. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, or I mean, even just uh like uh your warlock or your um your ranger, right? Like just someone with characters that can add more additional yeah. damage mm-hmm. or have better weapons. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like at the end of the day, like even a war cleric isn't going to go like put everything into their weapon. Um, so and then right. yeah, you, you don't you don't have fighting styles, right? Uh, and then at level seventeen, you get maybe the worst level seventeen ability of all, Avatar of Battle, which is resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non magical attacks. Not from spells, not from magical attacks, just, you know, resistance to those non-magical attacks that you always face at level 17. In a game where every class and every animal companion gets an ability that makes its attacks magical at level 6. Yep. And you yourself get the spell magic weapon. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you know it's a problem. War clerics are not <laughs> resistant to each other's damage. War war never changes. Uh, I uh, never learn. But in seriousness, you do get hold monster. <laughs> yeah, although, don't you already get hold monster? It's just a spell you don't have to prepare. Isn't that a, um, that's a regular old cleric spell. Uh, it is not, now. It's a bard, sorcerer, oh. warlock, wizard. Oh, okay. Well, then Hold Monster's good. But, yeah. you know, it's a while before you get it. It is. Um where where do we I I mean, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling C. Where did I stick it? Uh, yep. Yep, niche. It's, you know, it, it your niche is, "Hey, I want to be a cleric who hits things." <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I guess you do that. <sighs> you know, don't be a cleric who fireballs things. No, definitely don't do that. Don't be a <laughs> don't be a cleric who holds person or shares dark vision for hundreds of feet or casts cast wish. wish. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish I was resistant to magical damage too. <laughs> or makes the lich drop their phylactery. <laughs> no, just be the cleric who hits somebody <sighs> again. And then what happens? They leave. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so I think I, I, I'm looking at our tier list. I think this actually stacks up pretty, pretty okay. So at S tier, we have Arcana and Light Cleric. At A tier, we have Order and Twilight. Uh, at B tier, we have Tempest, Forge, Life, and Death. There's a nice, um, there's like a nice symmetry to that. Uh, at C tier, we have War, Trickery, Knowledge, Grave, and Peace. And at F tier, we have the Venerable Nature Cleric. Yep, there it is. I think that's pretty definitive. Done. Do you hear that, Ishan? Uh, that's my god calling me to say I should respect. They're changing domains, too. <laughs> well, if your god is changing domains, it's time to move on to the character creation forge and pick a new one. But before we do that, let's talk about how our listeners can get in contact with us. We do love hearing from you. 
You can tweet at Shane at Mundangerous. That's M-U-N Dangerous. And you can tweet at Ishan at Evil Sans Carne. That's Malice minus meat. And you can tweet at the show at TPTCast. You can also email us at TotalPartyThrill at gmail.com. And you can find us on the web at www.TotalPartyThrill.com. Or also on Facebook and Instagram at TotalPartyThrill. And join the conversation on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. So as we often do on our tier list episodes, we have run long. So the Temple Raider of Oladamara will have to wait for a uh, another week. Or maybe two. Two. I hear next week's the theme episode. We'll find out. It'll be all right. They're in jail. The Temple Raider? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. No jail can contain the Temple Raider of Oladamara, <laughs> please. <laughs> Now, before we wrap up, we want to take a moment and thank our Patreon supporters. Your support is what makes it possible for us to keep doing this show. So, if you'd like to learn more, you can check out all of our awards at patreon.com slash totalpartythrill. You can also leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to support the show and to help other people find us. And if you do, we'll read it on the air. So, what do we have planned for next week's episode? We are continuing our long-running series on playing non-human characters and we're talking about how to play gith yankee i've heard a couple of people are interested in that recently and in the character creation forge we're building the kithrak well that's it for episode 354 of total party thrill i hope we lived up to our name but either way i'm shane and i'm ishan thanks for listening 